Welcome to Element, the student ministry of Third City Christian Church. To find out more, go to thirdcityc.org slash students. Tonight we're in this series called Radical. We're going to be talking about radical squad goals. Squad goals. Everybody's got squad goals, right? I figured, uh, here's something I decided in my life. Instead of just double tapping and liking everybody else's squad goals, I was going to actually go live out my own. That's a good call, right? Get up off the couch and go do some stuff. I'm going to take you on a journey. Everybody, we need to, we need to build our community. What is it for? You know what I'm talking about? Like, we say squad goals, but what are our squad goals? Like, what's the actual reason that that squad exists? That's what I want to talk about tonight. And how God is creating a community. This is all about radical squad goals. This is radical community. I brought a few squad goals. I'm going to share them with you. These are some of my famous memories of my life. Let's look at them. First up. This is a picture of two guys I met. So we had something all in common. Our wives were all in a wedding and doing hair and like makeup and stuff. And we had nothing to do. So we were sitting at the Airbnb in Nashville. This is my buddy JP, his baby boy Alfie, and my boy Luke. And so we decided, let's go get lost in the middle of a forest in the middle of Nashville. So that's what we did. And we took Alfie with us. Does this not look like the setup for a comedy? Does it not? Okay, so here's the story with this. We were sitting and we were eating hot chicken. Hot chicken's the thing in Nashville. And JP's holding his bottle and feeding Alfie in the high chair, right? And we're talking. And he's like, dude, I've never taken this baby out in public by myself before. And I think it's going pretty good. And we look back at Alfie and the bottle was actually just going straight into his ear hole. <laughs> not even kidding. True story. Squad goals right there. Making memories. Hey, look at those beards. That's squad goals right there. That's some mean power right there. That's, that's a squad. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, this is one of my favorite cheesy smiles. Hey, this is a perfect meme. This was during what event do you think this was during? Bingo, during the eclipse. That is Brendan Reed, and that is the perfect meme of either deal with it or blocking out the haters, right? <laughs> look at that cheesy, cheesy smile. I love it. Next up. All right, so this is a true story, too. <laughs> this is on my bachelor party. This is me and, like, six other guys in Taylor Jones. And we were on this Rocky Mountain Trail, and we had to cross this creek, and there was only one wooden plank across the creek. We couldn't, like, go any other way. And guarding that bridge was that unrealistically huge elk. This photo does not do, like, look at that, that pine tree next to him. He's literally half of that pine tree. <laughs> And he's just standing at the top of where we need to cross, just sitting there going like this. And we go, well, if we're going to die today, we might as well take a picture. And so you can see it in my eyes. I am living to the fullest and fearing death all at the same time. Just a little bit one of these. We made it across. We just kind of grabbed each other's hips and pretended like we were a big caterpillar and just stared at it. And the elk just watched us cross the bridge and go like this the whole way across. So we were fine. Squad goals. Squad goals on that one. What's up next? Oh, I'm so excited. This is so fun. Do I have any more? Is that it? That's it. Okay, so round of applause for my squad goals. <laughs> Want to just let you in on those. Want to let you in on those. A little bit of my, my, my favorite moments of my life. When we're looking at our squad goals, we're talking about building community. I want to talk to you tonight about a challenge that Jesus puts in our lives, and that's that our squad goals actually mean something. I want to show you that, that we play a wild card when we invite someone new into our squad. 
all of those photos were with, with people who are new, right? Who typically weren't part of the squad but got to be anyways. Those are situations in life that Jesus is asking us to embrace, not push off. And so tonight we're in this incredible passage of Scripture. It's in Luke 14. And it literally is summing up like the history of the world and your role in it all in one story. It is incredibly powerful. And I want you to read between the lines of the metaphors and the, and the parable that what it's telling and what it means to us. So to set the scene, Jesus is on mission. He's going. He's reaching the lame, the broken, the crippled, the lost. He's doing this. And he's getting a lot of pushback from churchy people who want to shut him down because he's overthrowing their whole power system. And so right before he enters into this banquet that he was invited to in Luke chapter 14, he's saying, oh, how I long, like a mother hen longs to gather her chicks under her wings. That's how much I long to gather the children of God together, that they would have community, that that things like element would happen, like things like your small groups would happen, like things like your friend groups would happen. I long for that, that people that typically wouldn't be included would be included. I long for that. And he gets invited to this banquet where these people really played the wild card by inviting Jesus because he was probably a scruffy dude. There's scripture that says he didn't even have a home to lay his head in. He was on the move. Like, have you ever seen bands that are on tour? They're always just kind of stinky and like unkept, right? Like Jesus was on tour, right? And they're inviting him to the popular kids club. They're inviting him to the popular kids birthday party. And they're saying, yeah, come on in here. And they want to make a fool of him. And so they start talking, and he starts talking, and he, he kind of pushes them, and he says, hey, you better check your pride, because your pride is actually going to be the source of your utter humiliation. And you should take a humble seat, because you don't know where you're at in this whole comparison game, or in the kingdom of God. You should be humble. And then it goes on to say, Okay, so if you're throwing this party, let's say we throw this party again. Jesus turns to the crowd and he says, hey, instead of going to the popular kids and trying to get the popular kids here, that's the easy thing to do. Your squad goals should be to invite in the loner, to invite in the kid that never gets invited to stuff, to invite in the kid that's constantly getting bullied at school. That's who you should invite into your squad because that's my heart. And then it picks up in this verse, when, then one at the table, when they heard this, said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Sounds like a very enlightened moment, like, oh, I agree with you, what a great teacher. And you see Jesus almost lean in and go, let me tell you something about that feast. And in that moment, he's saying, let me tell you about the history of humanity, my role in it and your role in it. How about that? And it goes on, Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant. I want you to pay attention to the role of this servant. Very important. And we'll be talking about that a lot tonight. To tell those who have been invited, come for everything is now ready. So this servant has already gone out, extended the invitation. And now he's going out again to say, hey, the party is ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field. And I must go see it. Please excuse me. Nobody buys a field unseen, especially before the internet was created. 
Just like Scott said on Sunday morning, this would be like this would be like you getting invited for free to the party of the century, like Firefest Two or whatever, or whatever Jaw Rules got up his sleeve next. You know what I mean? No, like the, like a killer party for free, and you go, I got calc homework. Sorry, calc homework. Okay, you could have just said, I don't want to come. That would have been easier. I don't want to come. The second person says. I just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on the way to try them out. Please excuse me. First of all, what are you doing trying out cattle? Second of all, this is what this would be the equivalent to. You get invited to the best pizza party on the planet for free, and you say, hey, me and the fam just got a new vacuum. Shout out to Dyson. I got to go try this vacuum. I'll check you later, though. I'll check you later. Like, what is that? No, you could have just said, I'm not interested. I'm not coming. The last one says, I just got married, I can't come. Which, yeah, okay. But like, you can see how he kind of moves the wife in between him and the person who invited and said, sorry, it's kind of her fault. It's her fault. That's like someone inviting you to a party and you just going, sorry, love my mom a lot. Love my mom. I won't be there. I love my mom, right? And so at this point, the servant goes back and the servant goes back and reports to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry because all these people are rejecting him. All these people who he invited previously and ordered his servant, okay, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. We've talked earlier this semester. I want you to see this and pay attention to this. You remember when John the Baptist asked Jesus from prison, he says, hey, I'm about to get beheaded and I need to know if you're the guy. Remember when we talked about struggling with doubt? And Jesus says, this is why you can go back and tell John the Baptist. You can tell him, the lame are walking, the blind can see, the deaf can hear. The same kind of response. He's going out for the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. So he goes and does that. And the servant comes back and says, Sir, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. And the master told his servant, Go out into the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I want a full table. The invite is completely open to all those who will accept it. And those who have rejected me, those who didn't take the invite, they won't eat at this feast. So I want you to see multiple things here tonight. There's like, this story has got layers. It's got layers. And I want to point out two of them. There's many layers. Here's two. One, this is like the history of the gospel. This is like God's story. Like he prepared the way for a people and those people rejected that way. They said, now nah, we're going to do it our own way. You could even argue that they rejected the servant he sent, Jesus. Do you see that? The host of the banquet is God the Father. Banquet, a.k.a. heaven. And the servant is going out. He says, okay, if, if those people, if those religious people won't see the party that I've, I've created, it's, it's here, it's now, Jesus is here and now. If they reject that, Here's what you should do. You should go out to the lame, the broken, the hurting, the lonely. What did Jesus do? He went to the lame, the broken, the hurting, the lonely. And he says, and don't stop there. Go into all the nations. Go until the ends of the earth. Does that sound familiar? Not only did Jesus do that, but he's doing that today through us, through the church, through the people who also call ourselves servants, who follow the ultimate servant, that is Jesus Christ. So I hope you see the storyline of humanity in this story. And second of all, like I alluded to, that you would see that you have a connection with this servant. 
that we are called. If, okay, so I'm going to talk to two people tonight. Those who are still trying to figure out this whole Jesus thing, hang on, I'll get to you. Like, you're not sure about this whole thing, I'll be there, don't worry. I've been there. But the other group of people are the people who say they follow Jesus. And they wear the cool necklace with the cross on it, and they got love unlimited on their car. And they wear the shirts, they wear the element shirts, they wear the love unlimited shirts, they have it in their status, and they tweet about it. Okay? Those people. You're saying you're following Jesus, and hey, I'm talking to myself here, and I'm going to tell you how much I feel at this. We're saying we're following Jesus, we're called to be like this servant. We're being called to go invite people to this banquet. And you can see how us in this servant role, our judginess starts soaking in. And you could see it like we're going to the popular kids. Jesus said, when you throw a party, don't go to the popular kids. Go to the people who never get invited to stuff. Go to the kid that keeps getting bullied that you watch get bullied and you don't do anything about it. Go to the kid that you know his home is broken. And that's why you can't focus in class. Invite him into your squad. Just flip your squad goals. Quit making it about you. And go find these people. And you can imagine us stepping into that servant role going, it's not really my squad goal, right? Like that person, like the girl that sits by herself all the time. Like that's not good for my brand, you know? That's not good. That's not like I can't Instagram her. Like she doesn't fit into the group. Like, she can't be a part of this. She's not, she's not up to our, she's not, she's not right. Or that kid that can't even shoot a basket. I'm supposed to hang out with him? That kid that can't even play a sport. That kid that just goes to band? I'm supposed to hang out with him? And God's saying, yeah. That person. Go invite them into your squad. Flip your squad upside down. And listen, play the wild card. Because here's the funnest thing about that wild card in Uno. It might be the best card in the deck. And here's why. It could change the whole game. It could change the whole game. You don't know what's coming next. Maybe you got a plan. Oftentimes you don't. Sometimes it leads to a victory. And nobody else at that table has any idea what's going to happen. But tell you what, it's a good card played. Just like in life, when you play that wild card and you invite someone in who hasn't been invited in before, that's a good card played. That's what Jesus is calling us to tonight. Saying, don't just go to those people. Go to the people who are hurting. And you can see how our judginess gets in the way. And I want to tell you tonight a story that you can learn from my failures. And chances are you've experienced this situation. You've experienced this very situation, and if you haven't, use this as a warning. I went to UNK, and, and I was a senior, and I was probably like a year into this whole like following Jesus thing. And I'm still like trying to figure it out and how to do this. And, and I got involved with CSF as Christian Student Fellowship. If you're going to any campus here in this region, you should look them up and see if they're there. It's a fantastic organization with people who love people so well. And I was helping lead worship at this CSF at UNK's campus. And I'm, I'm, it's 5 o'clock. I just got out of class, grabbed my guitar. I'm walking across UNK's campus. And I get to Highway 30 that runs alongside campus. And I got to cross this highway to get to the CSF house where we're rehearsing for worship. And I'm, 
I'm walking around the fine arts building and I come down to where I cross the street at Highway 30 and there's, there's the block party. There's, there's, there's the house. There's the party house, right? And there's four or five guys already cracking into a case of 32 Bud Light at 5 p.m. on a Thursday. And I, and I specifically, not an audible voice, I heard God go, invite them to CSF. It was clear as day. Have you ever had that? Clear as day. And I'm looking at the light to change. And I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the lights change. Look at them. And I go, nope. And I walk across the street. And I take a right instead of a left. And I'm walking to CSF. And I'm thinking about this. I'm going, they're going to make fun of me. Why would I? They're over there. Obviously, those aren't the kind of people that want to come to CSF. Right? Or they wouldn't be doing that. I'm going to walk over there. They're going to spit in my face and throw a beer can at my forehead. Why would I go invite them? Besides, they don't look like the kind of people that would go to church anyways. Why would I do that? They're fine. They have friends. There's five of them. They're fine. And by the time I got two blocks down to the CSF house, I was gut-wrenched, like weeping. Because I realized for the first time in my life, for the first time ever in my life, I had heard the voice of God and directly disobeyed Him. Maybe you've done that before and you know the exact feeling I'm talking about. Maybe you haven't ran into that situation yet. But I will never forget that. I'm forgiven. God's grace covers me. I'm fine today. But I have no idea how their story ended. I have no idea what they missed out on. I have no idea what kind of role I was supposed to play in their lives. Listen, I said their no for them. You ever say people's no's for them? Instead of going, hey, a bunch of our friends are getting together. We're playing video games. It's like on Friday or whatever. We're going to eat a lot of pizza. Do you want to come over? But before you ask them, you go, no, nah, let's say no. That's what I'm talking about. So how do we move from this area in our hearts where we know we're supposed to do something, we know our squad goals are supposed to be about this radical playing the wild card and inviting people in who don't get invited. How do we move from here to here? How do we actually move into this? I want you to see a difference between two words, sympathy and empathy. And I believe that Jesus is at the center of this. See, sympathy is simply seeing someone in pain and feeling sorrow for them. And in some cases, it's perfect to do that. In some cases, like, that's exactly what needed to happen, and that's appropriate. Other times, you're just keeping people at an arm's length by going, hey, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yep. Not, I, I don't want to step into that, but sorry. Empathy is sharing in that sorrow, that feeling, that experience, trying to step in and understand what they're going through. It looks like this. Sorry your dog died. Sorry. See you tomorrow. Sorry. Empathy looks like this. Hey, my dog got hit by a car when I was a kid. And it was like a really hard time, and I like cried for three days. I have a couple buddies. We're, we're going to get ice cream and Sonic later if you want to come. I know it's easier to kind of get out of the house when you're sad. So that's empathy. Do you see that? See, us who claim to be these servants who follow Jesus... These people who are called to invite people to this banquet to flip our squad goals and to play the wild card and invite people in that typically don't get invited in, we're not just called to look at them and go, hey, she sits by herself all the time. Sorry. Sorry about that. 
see a church. Sorry. We're called to step into that. We're called to come up into that and share in that loneliness and say, hey, I've been lonely before too. I know the feeling. Stepping in an empathy and sharing that moment. You know what a yoke is? It's, it's like what, what holds cattle together so they can plow, right? It's that harness on both of their shoulders. You empathizing with someone is like you picking up the side of the yoke that's dragging. And you said, hey, I'll walk this with you. I'll walk this with you. The difference between looking at Wood River and people who are homeless right now and going, sorry about that. Sorry. Seen the pictures. Wow. Sorry. And the difference of showing up with a shovel, boots, and a bucket and going, hey, I don't understand what it's like to lose a home. But I'm going to try to understand while I help you rebuild. That's empathy. That's empathy. That's what we're called to do as servants, to invite in, to go reach the broken and the lost. And speaking of the broken and the lost, the people who are still trying to figure out this whole Jesus thing, the people who are in here going, I'm not sure about this. That's fine. You're welcome here. I'm so glad you're here. I've been there. It's okay. But I want you to see tonight the difference between sympathy and empathy. Because maybe what you've been told your whole life is that Jesus or God sits from afar and goes, sorry about your condition. Sorry about the whole sin thing. Sorry about the whole death thing. I'll be up here. I'm fine. Tell me how that works out. That Jesus is, is just a God of sympathy that says, woe to you. I think the gospel. The gospel says God became man and walked on this earth beside us and felt our pain and cried with us and wept with us and died for us. Do you see that? That Jesus is the ultimate example of empathy. People came to him bleeding and he didn't say, hey, I'm really busy right now. I'm sorry about the, sorry about the whole dying thing. No. He stopped everything he was doing, turned to that person and said, child, oh, I love you. And he picked up their yoke too. You see that? And so tonight, either you need to go start inviting, playing those wild cards, or maybe you're sitting in here tonight feeling like the wild card. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people in this church played the wild card inviting me in. And maybe we played the wild card letting you in. But that's what Jesus calls us to do. And I hope you see that the invite is open. And that it's your invitation to accept or not. So where are you at in all of that? Where are you at? And my servants, these people who are calling to follow Jesus and say they follow Jesus, where are you at in this? Are your squad goals so radical? Are you going to play the wild card and let people in or are you just going to self-preserve? Play a church game. Play a church game. Are you just going to be cold in your small group and say, I'm not a part of this, it's fine. Or are you going to actually step into it? This whole yoke thing it's all about Jesus. This whole story is all about Jesus. In Matthew chapter 11, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened. My heart is gentle. I'll give you rest in your soul. I'll take that yoke that is dragging you down. I'll trade you. 
my burden is light. My burden is follow me. And I'll show you the rhythms of grace that go through life. I'll show them to you. To all the poor and the powerless. To all who feel unworthy and who are broken. That was either us in here at one point or that's us in here tonight. And we get to experience two people who have decided, yeah, I accept the invitation. And because of that acceptance, they're taking the next step in baptism tonight. And we get to celebrate that in this next song. And I don't want you to sing this next song just to make noise. I want you to sing this last song because you're worshiping the God of heaven that invites you into a banquet that you don't deserve to be at. Because you are broken, you are lame, you are blind. But Jesus came to find you. Will you pray with me? Jesus, your heart is for the poor and the powerless. Your heart is for the lonely. Your heart is to seek us out and seek us out and seek us out over and over and over again. I pray for those in here tonight who are feeling a call to be the servant but are too afraid to step out and actually play the wild card and invite someone else in. Pray that you give them courage, maybe for the first time in their life. Have them learn from my mistake. Pray for the person who feels like the lost and lonely, that you would show them that the invitation is being extended to them and that the banquet is open and the house is still to be filled and the table still has a place for them to be seated. All this in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining Element. To find out more, go to thirdcityc.org slash students.